Welcome back into the Great Scott Show on a Monday morning. Louisiana Raging Cajun baseball coach Matt Deggs, who joins us every Monday during the season at 8.15, joins me now on the phone line. Good morning, Coach. How you feeling? Hey, Scotty. How you doing? I'm good, man. How are, how are you? I know um, it was a hard-fought series, but it didn't go the way you guys had hoped over the weekend. How do you feel when you get home from a road trip, and is it, is it harder to wash away um, defeats than it is victories? Yeah, man. Yeah. It's, uh, you know, you've worked, uh, since August for a chance to win the conference and, uh, it doesn't, you know, you don't get there. It's a sick feeling. There's just no other way to describe it. I mean, what, uh, you know, it'll take a day or so. And then you guys, uh, a quiet bus ride home. Yeah. These kids care a lot. And I don't know if there was a word spoken for seven hours. I don't know. I didn't hear one. Well, uh, you know, so much of life is about timing, Coach, right? Um, in, in regards to your personal life, God's timing, how you ended up at UL the first time around, and, you know, you've been open about that. In baseball, whether it be the timing of a stolen base, pitching at the plate, hitting whatever it might be, it, it felt like in all three of these games for Texas State, um, who is really good at home, I mean, they're a really good ball club, uh, hats off to them, it was just that timely hitting for them. Um, I know, you know, you guys left some runs um, on the field that you wish you had brought home, but just a takeaway from you, just on the Bobcats and their ability at home to get the, the timely hit, you know, I know I know a lot of times you say, well, you know, we got to do better, and you're right, but you also have to tip the cap to the opponent sometimes as well. Well, like I told their coaching staff and Ty Harrington's a good friend of mine and uh, they need to enjoy this because it doesn't come around too often. And they're really, really good. And uh, they have a bunch of 23, 24-year-olds. Uh, I mean, senior day, we were there for their celebration of senior day. And, you know, there's not enough room on the infield to fit the players and the families, basically. And it's uh, they're experiencing something that is, is rare is that they have a ton of seniors or older kids, like real old due to COVID, et cetera, that are all playing extremely well. You don't usually get that because if you get to be a senior at this level, I mean, you know, it's, it's, it's rare that those guys just really, really play great. Uh, and we're talking about a potential player of the year, uh, double-digit home runs from this guy, uh, two ERAs from this guy. I mean, all of them uh, are really, really contributing. You know, we've got a handful of really good seniors. They've got an entire roster. And uh, it's experience. It's guys that have, look, they had a terrible year last year. And credit those guys, they came back. They were hungry. They made adjustments. And uh, take the shortstop, for instance. He's totally reinvented himself in his setup, and he's got rhythm, flow. He's got a big leg kick. He's using his speed. Uh, and it's just affected every part of his game. And so to answer your question, yeah, man, they made plays. They made pitches. They had great at-bats when it mattered most. And we countered that all weekend for the most part uh, and just fell a little bit short. It was a it was a tremendous series. Right. It really was that that hung in the balance and could have gone either way. 
that's the first time all year I thought that being at home made a difference. Uh, you know, if that ballpark is at our place, or if the, the series is at our place, it may turn out a little bit different. I don't know. But I, that was the first time I felt like it was a definitive advantage. Uh, not just because of the wind. It's a, it's that, that ball just jumps out of there. I mean, I had a home run out of there in BP on Thursday night, if that tells you anything. So the ball just jumps and it's hot and the dugouts are like being inside a, uh, I don't know, a shoebox, man. And so it's, uh, it's something that you've got to be used to. And we, I thought we did a great job of countering it. Uh, and, and we were right there. I mean, it's odd, you know, the weekend before we play, I think, three one-run games. Come over here and play three two-run games. Uh, so it's uh, it's just crazy. Very disappointing. I'm sad for our guys. Uh, you know, we're, we worked so hard to get back in position, uh, you know, to, to win this league. And that's, that's not going to happen. Regular season, and that's always our first goal. But we can still have a great week this week and uh, make a serious run in that tournament and have an opportunity to win that tournament. We've won a lot of tournaments over the years, and uh, you know the tournament winner gets the automatic bid. And that's that's uh, you know we'll we'll uh, start uh, posturing for that probably this week and how we do things and. you know, because I believe we can go over there and win this tournament. Well, you mentioned this weekend, Coach. You, you mentioned you guys countering right there. I mean, a couple opportunities um, you weren't able to, to strike on, but you're right there in all three games. Like you said, it was a really hard-fought series. And I was watching saying to myself, I'm just glad the Sunbelt tournament is in Montgomery and not San Marcos because to your point about Texas State at home, um, they are, they're, they're a different team there. And, and, you know, if you're hitting home runs and BP with respect that, that does tell you a lot about that ballpark. And so, um, having said that you mentioned, look, you, unfortunately you have to put an X next to one of those goals, but you still have a big one right there winning the conference tournament. Do you feel like this past weekend, that is the only ticket into the other goal? Well, one of the other goals, which is an NCAA regional, is that, now the only way in to, to, to maybe check the box for that goal for you guys? I don't. I don't. I, w- I wouldn't say the only way in. Uh, I think uh, you could win out. You could play, you know, four games in the tournament, get to the championship game. Uh, you're going to have to do some serious damage from here on in. You know, we're going to have a winning record on the road. We're, we're still – this is how screwed up the RPI is. We win, well, I can't even trace you back. It was so UTA, and where were we before UTA? App State? App State, right. Before that, we were at Georgia State. Georgia State, App State, UTA, and our RPI, oh, and take two straight on the road at Rice, and our RPI sinks like an anchor. Okay? We were 38 to 45, 44. And we win and sink like a rock. We go to Texas State, lose three two-run games, and we're holding steady, man. It's it's such a lie, this thing. It's a joke. 
and uh, you got teams canceling games. You got, yeah. I mean, it's 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 uh, it's just nuts, man. So, and I get it. I, I get it, man. We didn't make up a couple of games because of it, but there was legitimate weather. Uh, so they got to redo that, and uh, you know. To answer your question, is is that the? I don't know that that's the path you want to shoot for. Sure. I mean, because here's the deal: in all reality, we would have to sweep this weekend. Hope that Coastal and Georgia Southern, you know, somebody in there gets swept and finish in the top three. There's just a there's a lot of we put ourselves behind eight ball. Let's just face it. I'm not telling. I've seen weirder things. I know of a ball club that had, I've seen weirder things, all right? I know of a team that had exit meetings. This was a while back. Everybody left, man. And then they, they didn't even watch the selection show and got their name called, had to call everybody back, apologize to a couple of people, I guess they probably released, and go play in a regional. So I've seen crazier stuff. It, but never say never, we're but more than yeah. capable. Right. This team, look, this team's more than capable of going on a really good run. We've proven that. Seven straight series, you know, one five drop one, one five drop. Like, we can get on a good run. And uh, we'll recover from this and, and uh, you know, pick ourselves up. The good news is this we can hit, wing swing the bat, we can play exciting offense. Uh, we can really defend. We've proven that we can pitch it. We can we can do four or five straight games in Montgomery. There's no doubt about it. But to counter that, so can about seven other ball clubs in this league. This is a tough league this year. I love conference tournaments. If you said, hey, you want to win the regular season or a conference tournament, I'd take conference tournament because it's just so much fun. And it just, it's like a, it's just a, an explosion of excitement when you win that thing. And like I said, I've been fortunate to be a part of a lot of, you know, tournament champions. And it's, I know it's doable. And I know our guys believe that. So uh, we're going to keep working, keep playing. And I know this, I love this team. I wish we could stay together, you know, ride this thing all the way through Omaha. And, and uh, you never know, maybe the good Lord blesses us and we make a serious run. I know that's the goal. Coach Matt Deggs is our guest, ESPN Lafayette, best ticket in sports. It's the great Scott show. Um, Coach Connor Higgs is a, is a young man that's been getting some uh, some PT. He had a a double. He ended up getting to third on Saturday. And I, I usually like to ask you about one or two players each week. And watching him play this weekend, I was like, there's one I, I haven't asked Coach about, but no, I know he arrived in Lafayette, did some stuff with the King Cutters. He's a Texas kid. Um, what can you tell us about this young man, this lefty from uh, from Texas City, and what he brings to the table? Well, he's he's like my nephew, right? Me and his dad are best friends, and he's one of my best buddies. We grew up together since we were eight. So, Texas City kid. He's he's uh, got more power than you know anybody in the parish not even close, just raw power. Uh, but 
he's raw, right? He's got to put it together. And uh, he's got a, the speed and strength tool, and uh, but he's learning. And just like so many of them that are raw, athletic raw, you know, they, they, you've got to uh, – you, you got to have it bad. You got to have experience, and, and COVID stunned that for a lot of guys. Last year, he got hurt, uh, broke his wrist, and uh, he's, he's been through a lot of ups and downs, and just works. You know, he works his butt off. It ain't about him. Uh, he's a great teammate, but his BP is. You know, he could take BP with the Astros right now and fit right in. Uh, but there's a difference between being a five o'clock hitter and a and a seven o'clock hitter. And right now he's in that five o'clock hitter category and he got, he's got figured out when the lights come on and uh, he's been getting better and better and better. Had a chance to see it. I just thought visually a couple of guys that they were running out there, he would match up against and he did. And I was proud of him. Made a great play and left. Uh, he'll play a bunch here one day. He's just got to keep working and working and working. Coach, one more thing. When it comes to, to being ultra-aggressive, which is what this team – this is is what this team is. It's how they play offensively. Can you give me one example, or rather two examples this week in different examples, one of when you called for a stolen base and it worked and what was the key to it, and maybe a time where you called for it and the timing was just off and it didn't work. What – what is the mindset before you make that call like? I know it's situational, right? But I would love your perspective on when you guys make that call and, and give the guy the green light. Well, all of our guys have the green light. They run them. So a lot of times you see us run, and that's they're doing that. They're, our guys play with a ton of freedom. And so, you know, a lot of times they'll bunt on their own, they'll run on their own. And, you know, that's the trust factor in it. And uh, that's how you learn to play the game. And so uh, we've got TR, uh, you know, straight still on his own. And the runner at third, who's Higgs, who doesn't have a lot of experience, uh, he's got to see that that's a tremendous jump. He's got to stay right there. Uh, Then you get a first and third play. We fake a break. TR's at third. Debo's at first. Two dead. Chance to steal a run. We fake a break early to see if they're going to throw through. So in first and third spot, the the manager or the head coach sends in a, a first and third play. Catcher puts it on. All right, that's fine. Watch the metal guys. See uh, if they're going to tip who's going to cover, if they're going to throw through. If you can't see that, you fake a break and see if the middle infielder jumps. Well, the second baseman jumped hard on Debo's first break. So we come back with a still stop and they throw through and we don't run from third. Uh, that's, you know, that's a mistake. The mistake that I just explained before, that's a mistake down by two trying to run on the backside of TR's got the back stolen easy. So he's a tie and run. Uh, and then, you know, we're down by two in a five run inning. TR's reading the throw from the, the center fielder. He has he doesn't have a reason to go there, okay? He's just being aggressive, and I can appreciate that. Uh, and it looks like it's going to go over his head. Guy makes a great play and throws him out at second. So there's three runs, and what really magnified it is once we're in the middle of a rally and then two other times I think we uh, cashed in. Mm-hmm. 
you're danged if you do, danged if you don't, because we were stranding guys. And when you start stranding guys, you start, you know, our guys are so aggressive. We start looking for ways to contribute and uh, affect the game in different ways. And if you grind in your gears a little bit, it can get exposed. Coach Matt Diggs, our guest, um, you guys out oh, hit him. And then we had this, you know, so uh, Hoodie is in a two-strike count. He just doesn't strike out very much. And uh, so I, we got a guy that's 1-4, one, 1-3-5 one, to 1-5 to the dish. They're sidewinder. Uh, and so I run Debo. So a lot of times I'll call, I'll call it with a body language sign or verbal and or, like I said, everybody's got the green light. Uh, so I run Debo in a two-strike count because I want to clear that second baseman and uh, let let uh, Hurdy try to pop that empty hole. And it just, we just come off a slider and fall across the plate and make a little contact with the catcher. It's just some unfortunate stuff. You know, there was a ball. This kind of summed up the weekend. It's early in the game yesterday. I forget who's at second. It was a it was a great base running play though. Runner at second, no outs. Might be a Jew. I can't remember. And and J Bo Brandon gets in a two strike battle with the guy. I'm asking him to move him right. So we're going to hit behind him, and he does. He holds his hands back and flips the ball to the second baseman. It's a tweener, man. It's about three foot off the ground, and the base runner at second doesn't know if he's going to catch it or if it's going to hit in front of him. So we actually hit a ground ball to second. I say a ground ball is a one hopper that we couldn't advance on. Just crazy stuff like that. It was a great base running play, and it was a great job by J-Bo. Uh, but it hung in the air long enough that we can't get doubled off right there. That, that's baseball, right? I mean, I know the phrase gets used a lot, but sometimes uh, it's beautiful, and uh, sometimes it gets you. I guess I guess you... Strike three on Temple called at his neck. Yeah, I see. I, I, I that? That, that one that one was trending on social for a little while. That was a that was a bad call. I I remember um, I remember that one well. I'm seeing it in my head right now. It was uh, it was a, it was a weekend of a lot of up and downs. I know, Coach. You know, you opened up. It's it's harder to flush the losses and the wins, and especially with one of your goals. But as you said, right, you still got some big goals still in front of you, and you guys have responded throughout this year what's the key to you guys responding this week you got four games left they're all at home Nichols tomorrow you got little rock friday saturday sunday what's the big key for you guys heading into montgomery on a nice win streak and and, and playing really good ball oh i think just that's who we are man everybody here loves to play uh it's a tight unit man everybody on this ball club contributes in some form or fashion, they all love each other, and uh, they just like being around each other, man. And so, that look, they love to play, they love to win, they love to compete. That's not something that that I would even address or or think that we had to worry about. That our guys like to get after it, and so we'll bounce back. And uh, you know, it'll take a day. That's fine. Everybody's sick to their stomach right now, and they should be. We all should be. Uh, if, if you're not, then you're just not a competitor. Uh, you might want to go, you know, <laughs> try something else. I don't know, but uh, we'll, we'll get past this. And 
great part about baseball is we get to play four games on a short week and uh, load the bus up next Monday and head to Montgomery. And I'm proud of our guys for working their butts off and doing enough to put themselves in a position that they're not in a play-in game. Now, that would be a sick feeling. Yeah, I mean, you, you're you're high enough in the standings. You don't have to worry about that. And you get to get back on the diamond quickly after last week. And tomorrow against Nichols, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, correct, is um, you uh, it's the final regular season series of the weekend. And then it's off to Montgomery. We'll yeah. see how it uh, lays out. But I know um, – how do you how do you balance the – I'm sure there's some anxiousness in a good way of getting to the tournament, right, and just in playing because that's – there's still some big goals there. How do you balance not getting ahead of yourself, and you know, or or do you do you do you do you manage do you coach these next few days in a way that you're also, you know, maybe some of your decisions you're also thinking ahead to next week, or does that is there enough time in between that you don't have to do that? Well, players play, coaches coach, and these guys need to stay engaged in the moment, and uh, you know, continue to get after it. You know, one thing they are is fun to watch, and that's their job. Uh, and let me worry about, you know, what's coming up and, and uh, how we're going to approach it. And that's, you know, that's kind of the way that we go about it. Louisiana Rays Cajun head baseball coach Matt Deggs, our guest. Coach, I appreciate you as always waking up early. And, um, well, you're already, you're already up early. But coming on with me every Monday morning and, uh, and talking baseball, uh, look forward to talking to you next week. We'll see you out at the ballpark. In the meantime, I'll let you get back to your Monday, and uh, thanks again. I will say this. One of the funner parts of the weekend was watching Sheffield and Rockefeller change it, exchange uh, punches for, for player of the year. That was pretty cool. Both of those guys, I don't know if you really tuned in, but it was tit for tat. And uh, that was two really good players going at it all weekend. That, that, was, that was pretty fun to watch. Let me let me ask you this, Coach. If Rock played in that ballpark, what what? How different are his numbers? Because they're really dang good. I think they're all American good. But if he played in that ballpark all season, I mean, where would they be? Twenty five and eighty five or ninety right now, probably. <laughs> uh, that's Georgia State or you know Texas State. Uh, that's not taking anything away from Sheffield. My goodness, you talk about clutch. I, I don't know if that cat hit a weak ball all weekend. Uh, it was impressive. He'd do something rockwood. You could tell they were going at each other, and uh, it was fun. Awesome. Well, coach, um, we'll talk. Uh, we'll talk soon. In the meantime, man, I'll let you get to it. Enjoy your Monday, and uh, okay. we'll see you out of the ballpark. Thanks so much. Thanks, guys. That is Coach Matt Deggs. And, and I'm glad he brought up the Rocco-Sheffield part there because, you know, Sheffield probably Sunbelt Player of the Year. I think last weekend played part of it. I think the standings where your team finishes in the standings plays a part of it. I think the numbers are there. But Rocco has been so good. I mean, I think they're both All-American good. Which I guess if you're an All-American, you're great, right? They have those kinds of numbers. They played like that in this weekend. They they were putting on a show, man. They were putting on a show.